0: In your Bibles to the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter. <clears throat> did you ever wonder what was dining like in the days of our Lord's first advent? I mean, they did not have the microwaves, the things that we had to cook with. What understanding you couldn't bake a cake and that. What to have? I always wondered. John 13, verse 18. I speak not of you all, and oh whom I have chosen, but that Scripture may be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me lifteth up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified, saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of the disciples, one of His disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he he should ask who it should be of whom He spake. Then he then lying on Jesus' breast saith unto Him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sops, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag, that Jesus had said unto him, By those things which we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. Let us pray. We thank Thee, Our Heavenly Father, for our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, for the promise of His return, for sending Him to bear away our sins. We thank Thee for the freedoms we have in America, to worship Thee without fear of persecution. We pray that you be pleased to keep that right, so we ask you give us guidance and wisdom and skill and understanding in dealing with life matters that we deal with every day. Guide us as a church in way of truth. Provide our needs, heal us of our infirmities, because we're a needy and infirm people. Keep protective hands upon our loved ones that are not in our midst. Grant repentance and faith to Loved ones that are lost. Grant us leaders in this country that would fear and honor thee, we pray. Keep us mindful of the Lord's return. Grant us the seeing eye, the hearing ear. Grant me the words to speak and the ability to speak. Pray that these things would be for thine honor and glory. For it's in Christ's name, to the power of the Holy Spirit we ask, and amen. Palestinian dining. The dining customs of ancient we call them biblical times, far different than the are this day and age. We have chairs, and they lay around a table. Genesis chapter 18, verse 5. Abraham sent and fetched a morsel of bread for three visitors. One of them was the Lord. I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort your hearts, after that ye may pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. Abraham hasted into the tent and to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and mix cakes upon the hearth. She cooked for the Lord. Think about that. That's just one of them things that you have to put two and two together. She done the cooking, and obviously it was pleasing to the Lord. They lived in tents, and the food was had to have been different. Just various passages in the book of Leviticus. The 26th chapter, the 26th verse. I mean, They had plenty of laws for... Dietary laws, we call them today. And when I have broken the staff of your bread, ten women shall bake, bake your bread in one oven. And they shall deliver you your bread again by waiting. You shall eat and not be satisfied. They was not going to have much to eat. David took down his brother's some cheeses and some loaves. We talk about loaves of bread when we observe the Lord's Supper. It's like a, a toastita chips somewhat. It's hard. It's brittle. When they broke bread in that day, they would, from what I understand, take the big what looks like a tortilla, wrap it in a piece of cloth and then wag it. It would shatter, and they would use those for their spoons. And whatever they had made the the, the sop as we read, they would use it for dipping. And then that's that's the way that they dined back in that day and age. The custom of that customs of that day. No spoons, forks, or knives. Not like we know them. There were a few personal dishes, and I doubted there was many baked goods. They probably had a much healthier diet than we have today. Bread was eaten with every meal. And, well, seed time and harvest was a big thing. Without bread, you could do nothing. You had nothing to eat. It was the, the broken staff of bread meant you was basically facing starvation. Luke's Gospel, the twenty-second chapter, the eighth verse, and he sent Peter and John, saying, "Go and prepare us a Passover, the Passover, that we may eat." And they said unto him, "Where wilt thou that we prepare?" And he said unto them, Behold, you are entered into the city. When you are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Follow, follow him into the house where he entered in, entereth in. And ye shall say unto the good men of the house, The master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he shall show you a large upper room furnished, there make ready. And they went and found it as he had said to them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him, and he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God." And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise, the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in which my my blood is shed for you. Now, we're told in the Gospel of John that he ate with the disciples after his resurrection. He he cooked for them, basically, when Peter said, I go fishing. That's in the Gospel of John. I just passed right over it. John, the Gospel of John, the 21st chapter. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast a net on the right side of the ship and you shall find it. And of course they did. And of course he cooked for them and told them in verse 12, Come and dine. What is this talking about that we just read in Luke 22? And he would no more, or not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. Now, of course, wine was what they had in that day and age. What's he referring to? I guess we'll find out for sure in the millennial kingdom of Christ. Some say it's basically he would have that drink or time of dining with his disciples. A lot of things we don't know exactly. I mean, we'll learn in time to come. But the customs, what I'm really looking at in this lesson is the customs. What we just read there was basically the gospel, Christ living and dying according to Scripture being buried and rising again, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed before us. The Passover goes back to the, of course, to the Book of Exodus, the twelfth chapter, and where they was to for each household to slay a lamb, to roast it, and put the blood upon the doorpost and the lintel. And when the Lord, the angel of the Lord, seen the blood, his wrath would pass over. That's what the Passover means. Christ is our Passover. Now, in that Passover feast, it's called, at least in modern day terminology, the Cedar, S-E-D-E-R-S-E-D-A-R. I'm not sure if it's the E or A. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire, and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water, but roast with fire. His head with the legs and with the pertinence thereof, and you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth shall you burn with fire. Christ is our Passover. He. Died in our place, his blood shed upon us. When God sees it, His wrath passes over. And of course, we know the Egyptians lost their firstborn in that night. These things are great typology. Top, top, <clears throat> there was a bitter herbs, in, including the included in the cedar, along with four successive cups of wine. Judas was not there for the cup of blessing that is blessed. Turn over in the book of First Corinthians, the tenth chapter. First <clears throat> Corinthians ten and fifteen. <clears throat> I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread behold israel after the flesh are they or not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar now the book of hebrews tells us about another altar which is far greater than their altar i'll go over there and read it rather than misquote it it's in the book of hebrews i believe the 12th chapter <clears throat> The very last of the p- chapter. No, it's the thirteenth chapter. Verse ten, we have an altar wherein whereof they have no ra- right to eat which serve the tabernacle. Our Passover is Christ. They're still looking for the blood looking at the blood of bulls and goats. Behold, Israel after the flesh are th- not they which Eat the sacrifices, partakers of the altar. What say I then, that the idol is anything, or that which is offered to, in sacrifice to idols is anything? But I say unto you, the things which the Gentiles sacrifice—he's talking about the what went on in the shambles—they sacrifice to pagan gods. We're of course talking about. Christ, how he died in our place. And we learn all these other things leading up to that. One breaks and shares the bread, of which they all dipped these little sops into the dish, which was customary. It was customary for the host to dip the sop like Christ was doing and put it in the, in the mouth of a close companion. That's what Jesus did now in the Gospel of John, the 13th chapter. I mean, all these things are just little minor things around the major thing, the Lord's Supper. Majoring in minors and minoring in majors. We read of one cup, which most would consider a minor thing. John... John 13:22 Then the, the disciples looked one upon another doubting of whom he spake Now there was leaning on Jesus bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved I believe we read this a minute ago Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him basically who was it Jesus answered, He it is to whom I give a sop when I have dipped it. Of course, he gave that sop to Judas. Judas then went out and missed that third cup of blessing, is the point that I'm wanting to make. He wasn't involved with it. That's, like I say, it's called called the cup of blessing. I believe it's there in Luke, Luke 22 and 20. This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. That's the cup of blessing. Like I say, Judas left before that. And they sang a hymn and went out. And it was not. The hymn that they sang, Psalms 113, I believe. Hallel is is what it's called in the Jewish language. Psalms 113, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord? Our God, who dwelleth on high, who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in the heaven and in the earth. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust. He lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes, even the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to, to be a joyful mother of children. Praise be the Lord. Also, we won't read it, but Psalms 118 it might have been another psalm that they sang. But anyway, one cup, one dish, all leaning one upon another, was a very close bond. You can see that. In our Western civilization, we're not near that close. We're more concerned in not getting the latest Disease, whether it be COVID or whatever, cold, flu, were not close like they, are, or they were in that day and age. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew Jesus that Jesus sat at meeting the Pharisees' house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, the big thing here, Christ being the seed of the woman that bear away the sins of the world, must, I would think, be anointed by a woman, and that's what he, he made, made reference to it later. And I believe this is verse thirty-nine. Now, when the Pharisee, which had been him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, "This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner." Now, going back to the original woman that he was to be a seed of, she was a sinner. What had she done? She ate the forbidden fruit. She was beguiled by the serpent. And Jesus answered and sa- answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat against thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will he love the most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly said, or rightly judged. And he turned unto the woman and said unto Simon, See thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I Came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he saith unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. You can t- see in what we read there that there was a closeness, a bond that's uh, lacking today. Foot washing, people ask sometimes, how come we don't have foot washings? Well, it's for one, it's only mentioned one time in Scripture, and that's in the Gospel of John, the, what, the thir- 12th or 13th chapter. It's not mentioned being carried out in the book of Acts or any of those things. And not only that, whoever does the washing, you're taking upon yourself the role of Christ. A lot of interesting things we gather in these. The cup of blessing, the bread of blessing. Interesting things. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Incidentally, what they're saying, the house to house here is they're breaking bread, which is the Lord's Supper. Nothing wrong with witnessing house to house, but what this is referring to here, breaking bread from house to house was observing the Lord's Supper. Anyway... Consider the way that they ate this supper with one leaning on the other's breast. They did not sit down at chairs like what we sit down in today. What the table was was probably U-shaped, and the person serving sat in the middle delving out the others what they had to eat. In Daniel chapter Seven. I got this in my notes. Daniel chapter seven and verse five. And behold, another beast, a second like unto a bear. It raised up itself on one side and had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of, the, of it. And the, they said unto thus arise and devour much flesh. One of the worldly kingdoms was likened to a bear that laid on its side and ate, which was basically. Normal pos- dining position of that day and age, customs, are, especially biblical customs, are they're they're interesting to learn. But what we see in this, we learn all these little other things from the the gospel, and I think the Apostle Paul basically preached the gospel. Turn the 1 Corinthians chapter fifteen. This is the gospel, which is what is to always be preached. Verse one. 1 Corinthians fifteen one. 1. moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also have received, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Now, there's only one not another gospel like the Mormons and others preach, which is not a true gospel at all, but the one by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. We must keep it. We must earnestly contend for the faith. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received how Christ died for our sins, according to Scripture. He was foretold in the Old Testament by the prophets. He was concealed in the Old Testament. He was a sacrificial lamb, going back to Abraham when he went to offer up his son Isaac, according to Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to Scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas and of the twelve after that, and was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain into this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen also of James and of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. The gospel is just that. Christ died, lived and died according to scriptures, was buried and rose from the grave. It's up for us just to believe. Eternal life, as I said, is a bona fide offer. Of course, we know that no man is going to come unto the Father, or to the Son, excuse me. I'll read it in closing in the passage in John chapter 6, <clears throat> verse six sixty-five. Therefore said unto you that no man can come to me except that it were given to him by my Father. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Yeah. <coughs>